Hi there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know direct from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 18 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you'll find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take about the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. Do you know what the Pantone color of the year is? Do you even know that there is a Pantone color of the year? Do you know how to use the color in your wedding planning? If this sparks an interest to you, today's podcast is just for you. And you know who loves color is today's guest, Leah Weinberg, who is the owner and creative director of the Color Pop Events based in New York City. She's also the author of the book, The Wedding Roller Coaster. In today's episode, we're going to dive into color and how to incorporate it in your wedding planning. So sit back and relax on this short episode about all things color. Well, hello, Leah. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me today. I am very excited to kind of just dive into this week's episode. But before we do, can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, who you serve, and what you do in your business? Absolutely. So I own ColourPop Events, which is a wedding planning company based in New York City. I've been in business for about eight and a half years at this point. And prior to starting, my company was a commercial real estate attorney for several years. Well, that's quite a shift in career. Quite a shift. A well, lot of really. Trans- it's helping a lot people. Of tra- yeah, a lot of transferable skills. It's just the subject matter is completely different. I was about to say, because at first I was like, oh, that's a, quite a shift. But no, it's it's the same skills. You're still dealing with people and helping people, but it's just the shift of the of the subject, right? Yes. And planning for the worst case scenario. So, <laughs> and, pl- and, and also to dealing with people's emotions of buying. So how's that? Oh, yes. A hundred percent. Well, today we're going to be talking all about color and the Pantone color. So why don't you tell our listeners what the Pantone color of the year is? Yeah, so in December, Pantone announced that their 2022 color is called Very Perry. So it's Perry as in periwinkle, a a light shade of purple. So what was the kind of the initial reaction with this color for the year? I loved it. I think um, it seemed to be very polarizing, but I I mean, color is color. So I think either you love it or you don't. So a lot of people didn't necessarily love it. I personally liked it because I felt like it's a good sort of middle ground for a color of the year. So like if you're somebody who likes to stay a little bit neutral, you can work this color in and it's not going to be overwhelming or too bold. But then on the other hand, you can use it to accompany and move you into some more bolder and a little more like courageous, vibrant color as well. Can compare to some of the colors in the years past, what is the difference with this color? 
what happened this year, which was unique, is they actually created a brand new color for 2022. So in years past, they've selected existing Pantone colors. And this year, I guess they felt that after what we've all been through for the past two years, we could use something a little, um, something new and refreshing and exciting rather than just recycling something that uh, already exists. Oh, you know what? I didn't know that. Because, yeah. So it's interesting that you bring that up because for our listeners also too on our blog, I have sort of a what to wear post that kind of explains to everybody who's getting photographed by us some suggestions about what to wear. And every year I go in there and I update it with the Pantone color. Yes. Just to kind of, you know, give it a little fresher. You know, obviously everything revolves around the Pantone color. For our listeners, you'll start to see fashions and home decor and obviously weddings mm-hmm. all come around this. But you know what, Leah, you just educated me on something that I didn't know. I didn't realize that this was a made up color. I always thought yes. that they pull colors. In years past, yeah. So this year was a made up color. Also for the last few years, I feel like they've been doing color pairs. Um, so this was just its own kind of standalone fresh color for everybody. Yeah, because last year there was a yellow and a gray. It was sort of very the- dull yellow and gray. <laughs> like I love a yellow, but that was a dull, <laughs> very kind of sad, sad color combination last year. Well, now we have something different. <laughs> so with that said, for our listeners, we're talking all about color, but you're probably wondering, well, what can you do with this color? And where is this going to take their wedding planning? So people who are getting married, they might feel a little intimidated with color. So what's some suggestions that you can you know, say to them or help them in their planning process? Yeah, if people getting married want to stay a little bit neutral or kind of not go too bold with the color. There's ways to incorporate this. I mean, it's going to be great in floral arrangements because it's a naturally occurring color. So it's something that florists are definitely be able to include and you can include it with some softer tones, whether it's like light blue, light pink, even white. Um, I love a moment of incorporating color into napkins, honestly. So like white tablecloth and then go with some kind of color napkin. And this would go really well, I think as a napkin color, cause it's not going to be too overwhelming. Um, I don't encourage anybody to go full blown purple tablecloths, but like the napkins can be kind of a nice choice. And then at the same time, I actually had a couple who, I guess, ahead of the trend, um, they were a postponement. And so they got married this past December and had already picked out their color palette, which included different shades of purple. And so they were using very Perry in, um, kind of like a large drapery ceiling installation. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And so for them, like they used it to segue and to match with like a lot big, brighter, bolder colors. They had an orange in there. They had some darker purple. We also used it with the napkins, but in an ombre kind of style. So it went from that very peri color to like a deeper eggplant into kind of a maroon, which was a nice way to like bring in a lot more color to the tablescapes. Yeah, so for people who are listening, if you're starting to plan out your bridesmaids dresses or your invitations or your color palette or your linens, like it's I think it's a great little nugget to kind of look at the Pantone color of the year and just kind of incorporate that. Yeah, this actually, I think like the light purple would be a really pretty bridesmaids color Um, and also color for like boutonnieres, um, you know, pocket squares, ties for the guys kind of thing. It's pretty versatile because like I said, it's not so bold that you can't like using it makes too much of a statement. So it's a really nice middle ground for people that like a lot of color and also people that are 
a little if they want to shy away from color. Right. And then also, too, I mean, just to add another idea. I'm just kind of throwing this out there for our, our people who are listening. If you have like a lounge set up at your wedding, mm-hmm. a nice little like throw pillow accents or a shawl or just I mean, just some stuff to think about. But you just mentioned to me something that made me start to think. What about those people who don't like color? What? Where you don't have this... to. You don't have to use it. I mean, there's. I mean, I think one of the big things with weddings is always this question of sort of how on trend do couples want to be when it comes to their decor. And some people lean one way, and some people lean the other way. And so if you don't want to be super on trend, which is totally okay, then it's fine to not use it. You know, I think we're going to start seeing a lot of more Pinterest pins that are featuring this color. So there will be a lot more inspiration with it, but if it's not your thing, then I'm just always a big proponent of people getting married, doing what suits them, what feels comfortable to them, what really reflects them and their personalities. So if light purple is not your thing, then don't feel obligated to it. You know, or it. or if they want to stay on trend and they don't want it to have it at their wedding, how about their engagement photos? Just put that put that outfit on or just something something to incorporate. Like you said, if you don't want to be on the trend, it's okay. But you will probably start to see this happening on Pinterest. So for the listeners, there is always a trend and it does have to, it does start a lot to do with the Pantone color. So I'm sure mm-hmm. once they're listening to this, they'll start looking at their Pinterest board and be like, oh my, here's that color again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to, it's definitely going to be everywhere, but it's not for everyone. If you had to give our listeners a quick tutorial on how to incorporate very Perry, which I just love that very Perry. Anyway, um, <laughs> what would be some highlights that you could tell them? Yeah. I mean, I think it's sort of similar to what we talked about before. So bringing it into florals, bringing it in with linen choices in terms of napkins. I think it's also a great color to incorporate into some of the paper goods. So escort cards, table numbers, menus, you can bring it in there. Um, And then like I mentioned with my clients who did this larger like fabric ceiling installation, they chose to bring it in in that sense. So you can have it be small and subtle, or you can just have it be like it's its own moment with something bigger and more impactful. So Leah, we talked a lot about the color palette and the Pantone color of the year. So I think we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about your book. Sounds good. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled Podcast, friends. Right before the break, we were talking with Leah about the Pantone color of the year, Very Perry. So Leah, can you tell our listeners a little bit about this book that you have out? Yes, perfect segue because while I do love color and will often get into design details with my clients, um, I can plan any kind of wedding. If you don't love color, I can still plan your wedding for you. It doesn't matter what the wedding looks like. And so um, wedding planning is something I'm very passionate about and helping people have a successful wedding planning process is very important to me. So I actually wrote a book. Um, it, I'm calling it my COVID silver lining because I got the bulk of it written during 2020. 
2020 when I had a lot of downtime. So the book is called The Wedding Roller Coaster, Keeping Your Relationships Intact Through the Ups and Downs. And it's a book written for engaged couples to prepare them for the emotional side of wedding planning. I feel like there are tons of resources, tons of books out there about the how-tos, putting together checklists, when to send out invitations, proper etiquette for what to say in your invitations, all that kind of stuff. All of that stuff exists, but I don't think people talk enough about the emotional side of wedding planning and the stress and anxiety and the bizarre behavior you might see in yourself and other people around you. So I felt um, that this was really important to get out there. Wow, that's very like very interesting. I have never seen a book about this. And you're right. You know, I always joke around with other wedding professionals. I say we can like create this like reality TV show about like <laughs> behind the scenes of, you know, what we see at, on wedding days, a lot to do with the personalities, but I'm sure you know, I I've gone through it and you know, I'm I'm sure a lot of other people who are listening to this are already married, but most people aren't. What you're going through, you're not alone. We've all been there. Yes. And we all you know, you start to learn a lot, I guess, about yourself and about people around you. Totally. Yeah. And I think that that point about you're not alone is actually really important because when people are in the middle of the wedding planning process, it can sometimes feel kind of isolating and you can feel like you're the first person who's ever been experiencing whatever issue you're experiencing. And I can tell you that you're absolutely not. And even in conversations with some of my clients who were going through a stressful time, like letting them know that they were normal and they were not alone. And there are plenty of people who go through this actually brought them a lot of comfort. So I hope that this book can do that as well. And, and as part of the writing process, I read psychology books because I wanted to be able to attach actual terms and concepts with the different types of behavior we were seeing. I interviewed different experts. I had real couples chime in and share their wedding stories for the book. So it's really all encompassing. It's meant to be part academic, part um, anecdotal with bizarre stories, good or bad, so that people like just feel like they're not alone during this process. I love it. And for our listeners, what I'll do is on our podcast show notes, I will put a link to your book so that way people can check it out perfect so leah getting back to the colors you know you talk about the emotional end of getting engaged and you know you have this fabulous book that people can read and then but we talked a little bit about the pantone color i am sure a lot of the listeners get once people find out that they're engaged i'm sure a lot of people get the number one question is like so what's your colors gonna be Yeah. And people are not, when you first get engaged, you are not prepared for that question. It's one of the things that I I try to prep people for, like people are going to ask you and just say like, we, we don't know, we haven't picked it yet. It's almost kind of the same thing with asking like, what's your theme? I feel like these are sort of dated questions because not all people are going to necessarily have a theme. They may not have a color palette. And sometimes people change color palettes or change whole design aesthetics during the wedding planning process. So I feel like it's kind of a bizarre question to ask, but it's also what can make sure that you're working with somebody who gets you and understands your vision. So I recently had a couple, they got married this past December. And when we first started working together, they were like, we want to have a 
holiday themed wedding, kind of like a mid-century modern Christmas vibe. And first of all, I loved it because I've always, I love Christmas and I've always wanted to have sort of a holiday themed wedding that I could help design and help plan. But it wasn't as just straightforward as like, we're having sort of a Christmas wedding party. They didn't want that. And the bride wanted to lean into the holiday aspect a little bit more. The groom didn't want it to feel too Christmassy. So part of that process was kind of picking non-traditional holiday colors. So a kind of a different color palette. So basically we settled on two sort of different palettes for them. One was a cooler color palette of like blues and purples. One was warmer with some pinks and reds, oranges and yellows. And we actually alternated, but we didn't want to go with the traditional red and green because obviously that's definitely going to feel like a very Christmassy thing. So that was a really fun, just kind of exercise in bringing their vision to life and finding exactly what it was that was going to make them both happy. You know, you talk about exercise. So how about what's some suggestions that you can give our listeners who want to decide on a color palette? How can they go about what's their first steps of trying to figure out a color palette for them? I always suggest that clients put together a Pinterest board or whatever way they're comfortable kind of like aggregating inspiration photos is to just start looking at things and pinning things that catch your eye, pinning things that you like, and not necessarily with any kind of theme or any specific color palette in mind when you're doing that. Because I think once you get this gallery of images together, if you take a step back and look at it from a high level, the colors are going to be obvious. Like I think that your people, most people are going to naturally sort of pin things within a similar color palette. And so you go in, you don't really know what you want. You just pin what you like. And then when you take a step back and you look at it and you go, oh, wow, I really like lots of blues and purples or, oh, I'm really drawn to like yellow and orange. Things are going to become and different patterns and trends are going to be evident within what images they pin. And so I think that's kind of the way to back your way into a color palette. All right, Leah. So for our wrap up question, you just explained to everybody to kind of get that Pinterest board going. So what are some key points that couples should be thinking about when they're trying to select a color palette? Yeah. So I think the thing is to take what you've gathered on Pinterest and identify kind of like one primary color that is going to be your anchor for the color palette. So that's going to be what drives all the complementary colors to it. And so there are different websites that couples can actually get on and play around with in terms of like they put in the main color, and then it allows them to kind of sort through complementary colors and they can see what they like or what they don't like. And sometimes, honestly, it's just kind of a process of elimination. Sometimes you can't really verbalize exactly what it is that you do like, and then you end up backing into a color palette. I know that when I got married, my color palette actually changed based on the dress that I got. So I had originally, I knew I wanted red and I was thinking like sort of black and silver accents with that, but I also knew that I was not going to buy a white wedding dress. And so I got my dress and it was a lot of purple, kind of like a purple confetti, multicolor confetti. And so after I bought the dress, like I decided to then bring purple into 
the color palette with the red. And so I think a big thing people can also realize is the colors that you pick towards the beginning of the planning process may not be the colors that are there on your wedding day, because you might make decisions along the way that are going to impact your color palette. You may frankly just decide to change your mind. You might attend somebody else's wedding and they either had something that you loved or something you hated, or they did something similar to what you were thinking. So you're like, okay, now we need to just completely do something different. So there's a lot of factors involved. None of this has to be static. It's something that couples should enjoy doing and playing around with if they're the creative types. So I think just keep an open mind when it comes to colors and your wedding. It's funny you say that because I had a friend who was planning their wedding. This is going back like a few years ago. And she midway through wished that she was able to change her color palette because Mm -hmm. I think she got to like the invitation portion and she picked Mm -hmm. out this invitation that she just absolutely loved and didn't have the colors. And she just said, I want to change it. And I said, well, why can't you? Now it's probably wedding planner's nightmare. Like (laughs) when you're about to do that, but why can't you? Yeah. I mean, nothing is honestly, nothing is set in stone. Florists don't buy their flowers till a month before. So like two months before your wedding or a month before it should be, (laughs) but let's, let's clarify. It should be set in stone, but like florists will buy their flowers a month before you can finalize your rentals a month and a half, two months before. So every, and like you're sending your invites out at about that two, two and a half, three month mark. So there's plenty of time to change your mind. And even to who says you can't have one color palette on your invitations and another on the day of, because it's like, nobody's bringing their invite with them to the table and going, Oh, these colors are totally different. Um, nobody's going to remember what the colors were on your invitation. So even that doesn't lock you into anything. Well, I'm, I just think you gave a lot of knowledge for people. You know, if you are sitting here and listening and trying to figure out where to go with your color palette, I mean, for starters, look at the Pantone color. Start yep. right there and see start like what to start with that, you know, and then also yeah. too, you know, for people who already have their color palette already picked out, you know, be aware that that's what the Pantone color is, because we are going to start to see that come out in all avenues of our life. You know, I mean, everywhere from home decor to high fashion, that's that's where they they start. Do you know, by the way, um, how Pantone picks their color? Just out of curiosity, do you know? I don't know the I don't know the actual process. I know because I researched that they started this in 2000. They started the Pantone color of the year in 2000 to kind of, I mean, just be something trendy that they could help kind of control and influence. But I actually don't know the behind the scenes process of, you know, like whether people vote, like whether internally they right. vote on it or if there's just one person who's like they're, you know. Their if anybody who's listening knows, <laughs> please let us know. But it's but you know what? It's funny that you say that because they do influence. I mean, as oh, soon sure. they absolutely influence. And you know, and for weddings too, um, I I I see one hundred percent an influence. And you know what, you guys, you may not even know that you're being influenced by the Pantone color, but you are because, like you said, it's on trend. So things just start coming out through Pinterest that way. Well, Leah, I just want to thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped our listeners become one step closer to their journey of a stress-free wedding planning process. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? Absolutely. So my website is colorpopevents.com. I am at Colourpop Events on all social media. And I know you've got a link in the show notes, but my book, The Wedding Roller Coaster, is available for purchase on Amazon. 
And for our listeners, what I will do is I will put all of Leah's information on the episode show notes, like she just said, which you can find on our website at sarahzarella.com backslash podcast. Well, thank you, Leah. Thanks so much for having me. I hope that everybody has a little bit of <laughs> color in their life today. I, I hope so too. That would be a great, uh, great goal for this podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.